Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, May 26, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on this glorious Thursday. Hope your life is good. We have a lot of things to chat about today. Not... You know, not a normal day on the show. No, 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 no. no. Not really. Yeah, because we have two guests from two sports that aren't our sport joining us today. That's Ooh. right. How about in about 27 minutes? Bay Greg, Patty Maroon coming on the show. Oh, hey, hell yeah. The Bay Lightning stud, obviously a monster, has won the previous three Stanley Cups. First with the St. Louis Blues, his hometown. Then the last two with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now the Tampa are obviously, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are looking to go for three straight after they just wow. swept the Florida Panthers. Big Rig will join us in about 26 minutes or okay. so. Okay. Hey, first time talking to him. There yeah. about him. Legend. Yeah. Weapon. Won a lot of games recently. He's what he's going for four straight Stanley Cups. This guy like the New York I or New York Islanders <laughs> back in nineteen seventy-nine to nineteen eighty-three. Okay. Good squad. Unbelievable. That's what Patty Maroon's trying to do. He's trying to tie the Islanders of nineteen seventy-nine to eighty-three to fucking win four straight cups. This guy gets on your team, you win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So we might be winning a Stanley Cup, boys. Here we go. Seems like he's joining the show here in a little bit. And then Tim Hyde, greatest goalie of all time. Mano has a World Cup record with 15 saves in one game. Uh, Former United States goalie, Manchester United goalie, Everton goalie, an absolute soccer stud. Uh, Tim Howard will join us in the second hour. You know, because soccer's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big time. This weekend... Champions Champions League League (laughs) who will be the champion of the Champions League will be Liverpool who looks to win their third trophy of the year they could have won four but instead Aston Villa took it away or will it be Real Madrid, it will not. Of course. Oh, yeah. okay. Benzema. Of course. Then there's obviously rumors about, you know, maybe Messi coming to okay. the MLS. Right. The state of the United States soccer. Right. we got a World Cup coming up that we're going to win. Sorry about it. Soccer Lombardi's now ours, pal. Uh, cannot wait to chat with him. AJ Hawk will be here. Your phone calls on the 5 Energy phone line. one 833 The talks to the table is here. Looking fantastic. At Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Boys, how you doing? Fantastic. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Like I said, not a normal day. I'm very excited for both these conversations. A little rainy out, but I'm I'm glad to be here. It's a little rainy, but we're a little rangy. Okay, that's right. <laughs> well said. We are tapping into sports that aren't our sports, and hopefully, going to generate and garner some incredible conversations about them and learn mm-hmm. even more to make this show better. Hell yeah! Isn't that what we're trying to do today, Boston Connor? Just trying to get better every day. You know, it doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what you're doing mm-hmm. tomorrow. All that matters is what you're doing today. How good can this show become from these conversations today? Tenfold. That's right. Very good. That's right. Because whenever we talk hockey, we only talk about four teams. Okay, mm-hmm. look at this. Go Boats. Coming into the conversation, yeah. we're going to yeah. more about them than any of the teams that we've talked about all year. Without right. a doubt. Brand quickly. Team. Very quickly. Has anybody else come on our show from any of those teams that we've talked about all year? Uh, no, fuck I don't think so. Go Boats. Go Boats. AJ could have got Jack Johnson, but he Good refuses up. to help the show. Well, Jack Johnson is still in the family, though. So yeah. you have to remember that right. Jack Johnson is in Need the family. Keep him Let's not bury him. Yes. You know what I mean? Just in case. Yeah, just because if they do win, we would like to be invited to the Cup celebration. Fun. Yeah, no, Barry and AJ, not Jack Johnson. Of course. Correct. Yeah. AJ, not JJ. Yes. Ooh. But Big Rig coming on the show. Go, go Boats. Go, go Boats. Had a house down in Tampa. Yeah. The last run that they had. Go Boats. Go Boats. Same neighborhood as fucking Stevenson. 
Tom Coast. Go, go Boats. Oh, fist bumped an old man every time I went in and out of the gas station, yeah. even though it was COVID time because they had Tampa Bay Lightning hat on, which the entire city did, and said, Go, go boats. boats. I mean, we are all the way in there. Yeah, they love their Lightning down there. Hey, Go Boats. Go, go Boats. Getting a lot of rest time here now, too, since they swept the yeah. Panthers, who won the President's Cup championship. Yeah, I'm Best record of the re- <laughs> in the regular Isn't season. That President's first? Trophy. Yeah, yeah, of course, the President's <laughs> Cup. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fucking piece of metal, Rob Manford call it. Uh, go Bucks, though. Go yeah, Bucks. Go Bucks. And Avalanche, just in case we get to... Yeah, go Fs. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Bucks have a potential upcoming opponent of the Caniacs. 20,000 of them. Yeah. A little booze up down there in Raleigh going banana land. I mean, that is potentially on the other side of this series that is currently tied 2-2. So at least a couple more games that the boats get to rela- uh, rest and relax and get healthy Late. while the Rangers and the Caniacs battle it out to see who's going to have to stare down the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. I mean, what a time to be alive. Can't thank the big rig enough. Speaking of thanking people, Tone, your gambling lately has been a fantastic pal. Oh, Congrats to you. Maybe Tony. Tony. Thank you, Pot. Way to go. Now, I didn't know, while I was saying that sentence, I didn't know if it was true or not. So, I am happy to hear you're on a, on a heater right now. Here we now? go. You're on a heater right now? Is Monday was very good. Tuesday was very good. Uh, last night was 500. So, so still uh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Week. What are you? What are we doing today? What are we betting on today? And why were you 500 yesterday? Is it because Victor Oladipo? What happened? Thank you for mine, dude. There was a couple bonuses I took. Um, uh, Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler to score seven, I think, in the first. Yeah, uh, I think Didn't the even. entire starting lineup for one of the teams only had like seven points or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. as, as a Miami. total. The bench was scoring for everybody. Well, Tatum also had zero in the first quarter. Yeah, so, so I mean, I got completely bamboozled whenever yeah, I looked sure. at that because I thought this was a game that both those guys are going to want and want to go get, especially with how that series has gone, just completely upside down, upside down. Who's winning? We don't know. Why is this team winning? They're supposed to be having COVID issues. Well, they're on top right now until then the Celtics win by 40 like, yeah. what is going on in that series none of us know but Oladipo what happened I remember when he was here in Indiana playing for the Pacers and for IU this is my city yeah. Yeah. he was in the all-star game mm-hmm. he was in the dunk contest he was doing all that stuff and then I mean I have not watched this series enough obviously apparently I knew Oladipo was with the Miami Heat I thought from the chatter though that Victor Oladipo was all the way back pumped about it mm-hmm. pumped about it because I've sure. seen him do it right. so, I watched him on back-to-back possessions last night put up some of the worst shots I've ever seen in playoff basketball. Yeah. Is that what, is well, he hurt? Are they all hurt? Is well, everything going on? What's I, wrong with the team? Are they just tired, you winded? Said, you said you haven't watched the Eastern Conference Finals much. Um, it's probably a good thing. It's probably the worst Eastern Conference Finals of all time. Yeah. Wow. Are like you saying each, that as like a fan or a gamble, gobbler? Fan. Uh, as a fan. Each game As a champion a of the sport. Each game's been a blowout. And then... Like, when there, it was close last night, it was just because neither team could fucking shoot to save their lives. No fun to watch. Zero fun, sir. I think it was, what, 70 points scored in the first half? Mm-hmm. I think I got Horford over. He was at nine and a half or something yeah. like that. Felt he, like he did he, have a good game. You talk about him a lot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay, that's probably a good bet. That seems like a low over under yeah, for somebody. Yeah, I think he got 16 last night. He that's what I'm talking about. Here you go, Al. He played very well. Celtics won, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Celtics won by 13. Speaking of getting burned by boost. There was a 15 plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw mm-hmm. that bet as well. And they were up 17, and then the, both teams put their reserves in, and then they only won by 13. 
17, so that boost also got slaughtered. But no, Victor Oladipo, he was probably their only good player in game four. I think the starters combined had 18. I think Oladipo on his own had 18. But he's definitely not what he was with the Pacers because he's coming off the bench now. He's like their seventh man, really, because Tyler Hero, who's hurt, who's won sixth man of the year. Hey, I did see last night. He looked super cool on the corner of the court. Yes, he did. That was one of the coolest-looking looks I've seen on. I think he had sunglasses he on. Did. Mm-hmm. He looks so cool at the corner of the court there. Is he out for the rest of the series? What's well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you watch, everyone's fucking hurt. Like, Jimmy Butler doesn't look like Jimmy Butler. Tatum, obviously, has a shoulder. Smart's got a foot and a shoulder. Like, if I was on the Miami Heat or a fan of the Miami Heat, I'd be saying, what the hell is going on with Tyler Hero? Because everyone's banged up right now, and that's why we're scoring 70 combined points. Well, is DJ game. Khaled saying anything or not? I don't know. Question. If, again, is in the building or not? No, he was. He might actually he was be shooting night. better than them right now. He had a mask. He had a mask that was this big. It was awesome. Yeah. Eyebrows to chin? Uh, well, it Just seemed about. to be the largest very professional I was like oh so everybody must be wearing masks down low that must be the rule or whatever because yeah. they bounce around I think Jimmy Buffett was there mm-hmm. I think they showed uh, obviously DJ Khaled and I was like oh everybody okay so just like when we were in Miami in that arena there was a lot of mask mandates oh, that yeah. weren't at any other arenas so you know Florida you didn't I didn't expect that it was right. something still all. happening and then they cut the Alex Rodriguez and he's no mask just chilling uh-huh. having a good time looking at his phone look miserable yep. is it because <laughs> yeah. the team that he owns isn't in this uh, is is out or is it because it was hot uncomfortable he was wearing a suit down there we don't know that's TBD but seeing DJ Khaled there last night if he's not on the horn asking what's going on with the boys I mean are they really Heat fans anymore I don't know you well, tell me I mean Khaled too is really good friends with Eric Spolstra he, he was giving Spolstra a back rub during the, their last series passing the ball back to the rest well, I think him and Bam at a bayou were mm-hmm. uh, they, they've They've been on jet skis together. Right? Oh, yeah. I think I've seen, you know, he is part of the team almost at this yeah. point. Yeah, they love Cal down there. And did you hear before the game the bangers that they were playing? They had a Rick Ross song f- straight into a DJ Khaled song. Ooh. I mean, that arena, they, I, I don't know if Pitbull got a chance to really Where get did, in there. I was going to say, five? that might actually be what they're missing. It- <laughs> You bring Pitbull, and I'm not so sure they don't wrap off fucking seven wins in a row and well, take this thing home. 305. He's Mr. Worldwide. Well, he outgrew it, he said. Yeah. But mm. Always Mr. 305. He's all at, at the. Where'd you hear the music at? It was on TV. It was playing through on the. Uh, on the pregame show or the. Po- or yeah. Before? Countdown show, yeah. Countdown so show. So you just listen to the music and know what they were saying? <laughs> Man. What's your deal? I was hoping to learn more about what was going on in the game Me from too. that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there was alleged potential maybe reports coming through from Boston right. that was getting picked up by other verified accounts before you even before Sorry. we even allowed you to. Yes. Connor comes out of the bathroom one break yesterday, mm-hmm. says, uh, I got news. And from who? And he tells us who it is. And immediately upon the name being announced, we say, okay, okay. we cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Boston Understand. Boner Garage 69. Basically, yeah. Sure. It was basically Boston Boner Garage. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was almost. And uh, this guy knows, though. Connor says. This mm-hmm. guy knows. Comes in here, as we're talking about, right before we go live, and we're like, uh, that's a pretty big deal. This is a pretty big game. Can't talk about it. So then, as we're kind of going through our show, I think we're still live, and oh, I, yeah. I get a text from you or whatever, or a text into the group. It's like, other verified accounts are basically <laughs> saying something fishy's going on. So then we said, okay, here we go. Connor, mm-hmm. please now let uh, the world know what your maybe potential breaking news is from a source that nobody else in the room trusted but you. Yes. Whatever came to be of that, 
didn't know, still don't know, watched Countdown show. Still had, don't know. Had I don't no idea, not a single thing. Like, who's hurt? Who's going to play? Who's at 30%? Who's powering through? And I'm just strictly doing that because I would like to gamble on it because yeah. I was, yeah. you know, after that Justin Thomas hit the other day, I've been kind of hitting on things I know nothing about, just like that Justin Thomas thing mm -hmm. the other day. So it was, I was in a good, I was in a, I'm in a yeah. good thing. So I'm trying to pick up a little piece of information. I mean, it was tough. I, they, I understand the world has a lot of very important things going on. That's right. But sports is a celebration. Like, hey, it's a sports. Like, the world of sport is what brings everybody together, I thought. You know? And it's just like, is fucking Jimmy Butler going to not? Is he going <laughs> to airball a layup tonight because he's potentially hurt? Is Victor Oladipo looking to repeat what he just did in the game? Or is Victor Oladipo potentially hurt? Is what I would like to know that. Didn't learn anything. No, no, not at all. Did, well, and I like. I mean, if we would have known last night, it was going to be one of the most boring, worst games to watch of all time. Like, if I could have got some sort of indication, like, hey, everyone's banged up, this one's going to be tough to watch. <laughs> that would have also been nice. Uh, the world is a crazy one because Trey Lance allegedly. Speaking mm -hmm. of injuries that are just kind of leaking out now, allegedly it is being reported that Trey Lance had a broken finger mm -hmm. last year, so it affected his grip, which affected his ball, which affected his flight, which affected probably everything he was doing, and I assume he just kind of powered through because he was a rookie and they traded three first-rounders basically for him. That's a lot of pressure and you can't just, oh, I got a broken finger so you're out, but a lot of people are assuming that that affected him mightily in the football game, yeah. and if you hear what George Kittle has said about him, mm -hmm. And then obviously the team is super supportive and behind him. What if Trey Lance is a guy? Now, there was a report going around the internet that people were betting at a, a large clip, I guess yeah. would be the right way, Trey Lance MVP. And they thought it was potentially because the broken finger thing that came out and then what George Kittle said and then what has been repeated by everybody about what Trey Lance could become. It was because I think one sports book put like – very long odds on him very quickly mm -hmm. and basically all the sharps were like well, well if they're going to fucking give us a starting quarterback at that mm -hmm. odds we yeah, might as well bet it so there was a little bit of a narrative like building like oh this is becoming the sharps in the the gamblers guy like they must know more than other people and then George Kittle what he says like oh my god is this fucking the next Pat Patrick Mahomes situation here with Alex Smith it might be I'm, I honestly I'm starting to turn my entire thoughts on him because I have nothing but respect for George Kittle. Mm -hmm. I have nothing but respect for his thoughts on what he thinks will make the Niners better. He's been there. They've lost in the championship yeah. numerous times. If he thinks that Trey Lance is worthy and he thinks Trey Lance is a cool enough guy to invite the tight end university and he's comparing him to Josh Allen, it's hard not to just be like, well, is George a fucking idiot? No. Does George not know football? No. Does George not care if they don't win the Super Bowl? No. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, if George is saying it and we're learning that he might not have been anywhere near his best last year, fucking good on you, Trey Lance. Good luck out there. I'm excited to watch this whole thing. It seems like a lot of times when these guys do explode and have a really good year, like this is kind of the, like he wasn't healthy last year. Everyone was kind of saying he stinks, but he he's big. He's got a huge arm. He can run. Upside, like, upside. Yeah, a lot of upside. I feel like that, I mean, and I'm not saying that he is Josh Allen, but you remember like Josh Allen, again, he had, to, but like his, his rookie year still, like he the way he was running, he, I mean, he jumped over. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like Anthony Barr. Barr. Anthony Barr. That was the highlight of Josh mm -hmm. Allen's rookie year. Yeah. Him jumping over Anthony Barr, who's massive dude. And everybody's like, is this, can this guy throw? Right. Okay. But like the athletic upside almost takes him far enough where if you do have a good team around you, like he, 
he could have a fucking incredible year. What if the Niners go, huh? The Niners have could. gone. The NFC West is always going to be a problem. Everybody's hunting them. But if they figure out the Debo situation, which could happen, right? If you trade Jimmy G. Yes. Opens we, up some room. It's like $20 million, right? Yeah. That kind of opens up. Maybe you're able to pay Debo at the time. And Shanahan has come out and said on the record, like, the shoulder surgery for Jimmy G obviously slowed down the entire trade thing. And if it happens afterwards, it happens. And if not, we'll figure it out is pretty much what he said. But they've been very open that they're trying to trade Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Now, with Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, a lot of teams are hoping that the teams will be paying the salaries for the upcoming year. Like Baker Mayfield, 18 and a half or $19 million. Allegedly, the Carolina Panthers, the Seahawks, and maybe some other teams. We have no idea if that's real or not. We're just telling you what's being reported. Would trade for Baker Mayfield if the Cleveland Browns would pay for it. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy G is starting to fall into similar territory yeah. where people are like, well, you'll pay for 50% of this at least because I think it's 21 or 22. I forget what it is. Yeah, it's right around there. But isn't the dead cap so low to the it point is. where it's like if no one wants they to. cut him. Yeah, why wouldn't they just cut him and let him pick the team that he wants to go to? You obviously you want to get something in return for the quarterback that you paid and has taken you to NFC championships. But if some other team isn't going to pay the contract, are you going to be on the hook for that much money and not be able to pay Debo? And if you if it if you cut the guy, it's zero dollars. You pay Debo immediately, and is Debo and the Niners already discussed that? And is that why it's gotten very quiet from the Debo side in the entire not being happy about it or whatever? Tory Dondi, we haven't heard from the no, agent no. of him. Is that already something that's just been kind of agreed upon? Just like it kind of sounded like with Steve Kime and Eric Burkhardt mm-hmm. when we had Steve Kime on yesterday, GM of the Arizona Cardinals. He was like, yeah, like July to like September, you know, when they. We're looking at the combine. We're looking at the draft. We're looking at our team. We're looking at our decisions. That uh, just the timing, almost. And he, he pointed at a couple of the other quarterbacks that have gotten massive deals in that same time frame. And I think it's because it takes a lot of attention to get mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's going to take everybody's attention to get this deal done. It's going to be a couple hundred million dollar deal. There's going to be some things that we have to get in here. Right now, our focus is on something else. So I wonder if Debo and the Niners have had that conversation. I wonder. You would think they would have to. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And can't you kind of, because of the fact that we always talk about, like, when you have a good, and we don't know if Trey Lynch is going to be good, but when you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract, you can kind of backload some of these deals. Like, even if they do have to pay, let's say, half of Jimmy G's contract, can't they just put, you know, deep, most of Debo's money next year well, and the year after? Well, it guarantees, though. Davion and Clowney signed a one-year deal worth 14 or million or whatever it mm-hmm. was, right? Whatever, uh, $11 million deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what was being reported. One year, $11 million. Turned down $14, 15000000 million a year, multiple year offers. Yeah. This is a five-year deal, okay? Yeah. It's a five-year deal worth $11 million with four <laughs> voidable years at the end. So the cap hit is a total of $7 million, and they're able to sneak out $4 million extra bucks to have to pay whoever they are going to bring in or have to pay. That is what is so absurd about contract reporting, mm-hmm. which is why the whole Aaron Rodgers contract um, news break in coverage was so interesting because it was what it was actually like the actual deal is a one year $11 million deal that's mm-hmm. the actual deal but it is the way they framed it was a five year with a four voidable year uh, thing mm-hmm. that they can pan out the salary cap hit on and this is what we have been talking about the entire time when we say 
salary cap is not real yeah. because this voidable year thing is being used as a tool by everybody. Exactly. And the exact numbers on Jimmy is $25.5 million that they will uh, save if they release or trade after June 1st. Um, so, I mean, it's May 26th. Correct. Yeah. I mean, they save that pre-June 1st, too. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, okay. Well, uh-huh. post and pre-June 1st, two different deals. You're probably just reading from one column. Not a big deal. But trade is what he keeps saying. Shana- yeah. And Shanahan said, like, if you have a starting quarterback in the NFL, you're not just going to release him. Like, you want something for him. Yeah, until... Yeah, that contract. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. We tried, man. Yeah. We I Good mean, luck. this is probably better for you actually. You get to pick where you want to go, but Correct. we had a couple people offer listen to what some people offered like a third for you. This team. If you want a third, remember the third round for Jimmy fucking Garoppolo, a third round of fuck We couldn't do the deal. So sorry, but I have a good one. We just saved twenty five million dollars. Miss Precious, <laughs> Tori Dondi, here we go. Debo. We need to make a deal. Let's do that immediately. That's probably all going to take place here over the next couple of weeks. I assume. Do you think he was J- Jimmy G was just fucked from the get go then? Because like with the timing of his surgery and everything, like they're really. No. I think back whenever there was a quarterback carousel. I think he would have been in a conversation, especially like with the Colts, maybe. Because Matt Ryan, remember, he didn't want to uh, look for other options until Deshaun Watson allegedly became super real for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And he told his agent, he told us this, I think. And he told his agent, like, all right, let's start looking at options. And the Colts became an option. If Jimmy G is 100% healthy before that, do you think the Colts pulled the trigger before then? After they got rid of Carson Wentz and had no quarterback for a couple weeks or whatever? You know, I don't know. You know, that, that changes. Yeah. That changes everything. And then who would be looking at Matt Ryan? I, that's what a wild offseason it was. It was a wild fucking offseason. Yeah. And if Jimmy G was healthy, it would have been, I think, a little bit more wild. I think they had another name yeah. to the whole thing. And the Colts wanted a healthy quarterback, too. That was kind of their thing. So even if he didn't have his surgery, they knew that there was something going on with them. Right? We thought Jimmy G was maybe going to be a Colt. And then when Frank Reich said, we're looking for our quarterback to be here for OTAs and be fully healthy. It was like, whoa, okay. okay. Jimmy G, not, not. Yeah. not in the shoulder surgery, obviously, was the deterrent for them. Matt Ryan, it feels like, is a perfect spot. Uh, and the Colts seem to be incredibly pumped about Matt Ryan. And if you see and you're watching, you saw a little glow come to my face halfway through that sentence. Because mm-hmm. the Colts have some some breaking news over the last 24 hours. No way. Yeah. Kenny Moore. Here we go. No, Kenny Moore is not at OTAs. He's pissed. He's got three years left on his deal. He does want more money. I'm excited to see how that works out because Kenny Moore, hell of a fucking dog. Player. Yeah. Dog. 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 And in the community, fucking great. Yeah. Yes, great. Beloved in mm-hmm. the community. This is like one of those pillar like players. Yeah. Now, Chris Ballard saying, hey, we signed him to a long-term deal whenever he was young. He was like in his second year when he signed like a five-year deal or whatever. So there's probably a little bit of a conversation about how that whole thing worked out. But this guy being reported by Joel A. Erickson, Kenny Moore the second's absence from OTAs this week is intentional, source says. Moore the second is upset and feels like he's underpaid given his importance to the Colts' defense. Hey. Valid. He's a fucking... He's This dude is a... Dog for the Colts. I mean, Moore is scheduled to make $6.75 million next year, $8.245 million in the final two years of his deal. He's got three years left. I mean, it's, it's going to be yeah, tough. That's not a lot of uh, for his pit. I mean, it is. That deal, well, so here's the deal, right? And, uh, you know, you got to commend, I guess, Chris Ballard for this. Sure. 
Nobody else really saw Kenny Moore as what Kenny Moore, you know, actually mm -hmm. is and has become and everything. So as soon as Chris saw it, he made him a very highly paid, very young player. Like, hey, here we go. And now that deal is still in effect. So he got like a boosted rookie deal almost. Yeah. And he, now it's still in effect with three years left. I don't know. They can't lose him. I'd assume Jim Irsay is like, no, nah, we need Kenny Moore here. So, but I, if he's going to hold out and, you know, he'll have to come to the mandatory, I think, with the way the contracts mm -hmm. are set up because he'll lose all that money very yeah. quickly with mm -hmm. how big the fines are. Hopefully they'll figure it out. He's too damn good at football Here's player. good news, though. You'd, I think you'd rather have him intentionally miss OTAs than accidentally miss OTAs. Yeah, that's true. Right. 100% right. Because like if he just didn't know it was happening, like, we gave that guy a Walter Payton man of the year. Yeah, like, no, it's just going to I didn't even know that we had <laughs> shit going on. But what was the good news? What's Oh, Big Richard Nick Foles is officially in oh, Indianapolis. Okay. Wow. wow. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Took care of him. Is he going to start? Uh, no, he's not going to start. Sounds I'm Now sure. it's being reported that he is comfortable in, uh, with the backup role okay. here in Indianapolis. Okay. Good fucking news because we have an astronaut in a Navy <laughs> SEAL. That's right. And Matt Ryan uh, leading the team that we made a massive trade for and are paying a lot of money to and everything like that. Uh, but Frank Reich says... I've been wanting Big Richard Nick Foles around here ever since I got here, basically. I wanted Nick since I've been here, Frank Reich says. Now, is he saying that publicly? That's via Around the NFL, who just, you know, accrues clips and sound bites from every team in the NFL. Shout out to Around the NFL. But is this a message directly to Nick Foles and his family? Yes. <laughs> Do the critics of Frank Reich immediately go, Oh, Frank. This fucking guy. Phil Rivers, yeah. Carson Wentz, uh -huh. now Nick Foles. We get it. You know these people. You want to coach your buddies. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's what the naysayers say. Yeah. Not me, okay? This was clearly a statement to Nick Foles and to his people. One million percent. Like, hey, I always wanted Nick Foles to be here because they're old friends. They accomplish great things. We heard Nick Foles cut a promo at a press conference as a third-string quarterback for the Bears last year say, well, Frank designed an offense around me, and you saw what I did. So I'm just waiting for the call, basically, as I'm fucking third string up here <laughs> yeah. for a very bad football team in the Chicago Bears with no chance Whoa. of playing. No, no, no. no chance of playing here. And the culture here is terrible. Stinks. It, it is terrible here. So Nick Foles tried to cut a promo to save his life, it felt yeah. like, with Carson back at the Colts. Let's say, let's bring the old gang back together. Didn't happen. I don't know why. Maybe the Bears were asking for too much. He's a third stringer. Why would you be asking for too much? I don't know. Maybe the Colts uh, didn't want to just dive in. Hey, our quarterback room is our quarterback room already. But it's nice to know that Frank wanted Nick ever since he got here. And Nick Foles is going to be the best backup quarterback in the fucking NFL. You hear me, Boston Connor? Uh, we'll see. Oh, but, we got a Super Bowl MVP fucking backup quarterback yeah, here in Indianapolis. Hey, no doubt about it, but he's the backup. And, you know, I love that Frank is finally reunited with what seems to be his long-lost son, Nick yes. Foles. But don't you think... You already have Matt Ryan. Why don't we, you know, settle T.Y. Hilton? Why don't we get a Julio Jones? Because we only have Pittman. We already lost Zach Pass. Michael Strahan. You got yeah. Strahan. You got Strahan. Alex Peters. You got some wide receivers, but there's no real veteran. Like, it doesn't make sense to me why you would go and get a quarterback who's the same age as Matt Ryan, basically. Well, they need another arm rotation. That's right. Okay. They need arm Don't they need hands, though, to catch the uh, passes from the other arm? What about Sam? What's that? Sam. Yeah, Ellinger. He's a stud. I concur. Moxie. He's great. Nick yeah. Foles is third-string quarterback last year. Sam, third-string quarterback. Yeah. Not that big of a deal. You mean, you mean Nick Foles? Like, no big deal. I fucking love Sam Ellinger. Okay? Yeah. Lucky to have him as a Colt. Oh, is 
Too many arms ain't enough arms. That's right. That's what they say. Who's that other guy? Uh, That's why they got the deal done right now. Uh, Hawk of Beeson. Yeah, he's a beast. He's still on the team? Uh, He threw that dart against the Rams. Seahawks. To Jalen Ramsey, but it was a dart. What's your problem? <laughs> what? It was. Well, it was an absolute like, this guy's future. What absolute is your problem? Bluff. I'm not. I'm serious. You, was such, it was a great ball. You, you hear me? It was a wrong You're team. A fucking problem. No. They say the same ball that Carson threw to him. Yeah. What if an injury happens? Matt was looking very, very, very One of the most terrible players. No quarterback. We have one quarterback. It's Matt Ryan. We have one backup quarterback. It's fucking Nick Foles. Coach's son. Okay, those are two different types. Different. It's a different. Different story it's when a it's different the coach dynamic. Coach it's completely different. Oh, QB controversy already. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. Now, as soon as Nick Foles left, remember, that's when Carson Wentz in the quarterback room went to fucking shit. Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, Frank Reich, and Carson Wentz were the closest of friends. Yeah. Now, Nick Foles gets shipped out to Jacksonville so that there isn't a public uproar. Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson and the Eagles fall apart completely. The quarterback room sees who? Nate Sudfeld coming in the fourth quarter <laughs> of a game. Right. Jason Kelsey almost fights the fucking coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's just asking questions. Whatever. Okay. Kelsey was not happy with what was going on. And that's all because Big Richard left the building. And you don't think Frank yep. Reich's life was much better when Big Richard Nick Foles was in the building in Philadelphia? You think it was just Carson Wentz's life that was much better when Big Richard Nick Foles? Wait till you see what fucking Frank, sorry, stinking Frank Reich's fudging does this year. You hear me, Connor? This might be the worst thing that has ever happened uh-huh. for the entirety of the AFC. Frank Reich's waking up a little little bit earlier. Uh-huh. He's Boy. praying a little bit harder. That's right. He's putting in a little bit more plays like Philly, Dilly, Dilly, uh-huh. Indy, how you doing? Uh-huh. Keep it moving. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So this is bad news for the Patriots. I'll tell you that, pal. And you know what? Long term, bad for the Packers as well. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking Steelers. Good luck. No, we got the best backup quarterback in the NFL. That's, not true. That's right. Well, I mean, we'll see. But also, you know, of course, this should be bad news for the AFC because if it's not and this doesn't work, Frank Reich is going to be looking for quarterback coaching jobs because he's not going to be in Indianapolis. <laughs> and and they don't fucking go to the playoffs. Andy Dalton's a backup quarterback, and Andy started over Big Dick Nick last oh. year. Did you see? How cool Andy Dalton looked in that photo oh, that hit the internet. He's on my brain. What team is he on? Saints. He's on the Saints. And there's a photo of him mid-stretch. He looks as if he's a lion or a lioness stretching his back ready to attack some prey. Perfectly primmed hair into a beautiful faux hawk look, scowling at the camera. Andy Dalton has never looked better. Mm -mm. Now he gets a chance to help Jameis Winston lead the New Orleans Saints back into relevancy in the post-Drew Brees, post-Sean Payton. Look at that. He looks good. You're number five? Look how good that stretch is, too. He looks like he's ready to fucking kill. Locked in. Five's an all time great backup number. Andy Dalton, more like it. Look at this guy, dude. Think about the transformation he made when he started changing his hair. Oh, yeah. You you youngs will never remember. This guy was tortured relentlessly due to how he looked because of his haircut. Mm -hmm. Then one offseason, he just came back and it was like a Gordon Hyde type thing. Gordon Hayward? Yeah. yeah. Gordon yeah. Hayward type thing where he got this new haircut and it was like, damn. Oh, this shit. This guy in the fucking cover GQ. Holy shit, Andy. Andy with the good hair. Fucking love Andy. Yeah. Ball, man. The, Saints, the Saints now, too, with Jameis and Andy, they have the best like pre-game speech quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Listen, too. they say we work hard for moments like these. These are the moments that we worked hard for. All that hard work. Let's work today for this moment. 
today. All right, team on three. One, two, three, team. team. Andy Dalton had the least passionate pregame speech I'd ever seen in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, not great. Banger, though. The boys came out flying. But well, he was, he was right, though. I yeah. mean, that is well, what you work hard for for this building moment. stunk. It makes you wonder well. what he said in that Cowboys game before the game. Oh, no. You know? <laughs> when his head got pinballed all over the turf. <laughs> nobody else nobody helped him up. <laughs> what was the deal? I don't know. Here's now. It's a man who has won three straight Stanley Cup championships. The first of which was with his hometown, the St. Louis Blues. The last two with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats. Looking to win four straight like the fucking Islanders from 1979 to 1983. The Big Ray, Patty Maroon. What's going on, fellas? Great introduction. I appreciate that. Hey, you deserve every single second of that, man. You're fucking dominating. And this is awesome. An American hockey player, fucking three times, back to back to back, looking to make it four. Patty, it's great for hockey. And I've, you know, done some research on you over the years. Don't you think you should be on TV doing interviews every fucking day? Wouldn't it grow the NHL mightily? You're an absolute living legend right now, Big Rick. I agree. I think I would do I would, I would do big things in the TV world. So maybe uh, we can start something here. We can mold something into like a little hockey show okay. that we can uh, bring some uh, legendary people on there. Let's okay. Sorry, noted. Yep. 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 Phil, start drawing up the contract right now. Don't know if we'll be able to forge you. Let's try to get this done <laughs> before you become a four-time Stanley Cup champ. Okay, I'd like to have to pay the three-time Stanley Cup champ rate and get the four-time Stanley Cup uh, uh, champ. Uh, experience. Let's talk about your career here, Patty, because I looked into this. Before you got to St. Louis, you kind of bounced around, right? Then you get to St. Louis, your hometown, one-year deal, basically. Hey, you had to feel like, hey, this is it. You go on to win the fucking Stanley Cup, and you're like massive piece of everything. The energy, the physicality, the goal scoring. You become a fucking guy. Then you go to Tampa, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup. What happened, you think? What was it? Did you experience some growth? Did you become a different player? Did you find the right place? What do you think it was that kind of changed the trajectory of your career completely when you got to St. Louis? I just think for me personally, it was more, you know, I was in Edmonton. I had an unbelievable, you know, putting up numbers, putting up goals. And, you know, I was coming into a free agent uh, off season where I thought, you know, it's, this is my big deal. I'm ready to rock and roll. And, you know, coming off back surgery, knee surgery, teams were kind of, uh, you know, a little scared, but I think when I was in Edmonton and then when I got traded to Jersey, my, my mindset changed of just the winning mentality, being part of uh, just a great culture, bringing guys together. When young guys would get called up, just making sure they feel comfortable, making sure guys are relaxed, having fun, and just enjoying the game itself. Because at the end of the day, you know, we don't play this forever, you know, so you might as well just go out there and fucking enjoy it and enjoy the moment and just enjoy the guys on the team and, and, and have the most fun with the boys so I just going to St. Louis it was a dream come true for one watching them grow watching the Blues grow up all you know my whole childhood career and then my St. Louis my uh, son lives there too in St. Louis so it just made the most sense for me to come back and uh, just to put the Blue Note jersey on but I think they needed some help with uh, size character guys in the room you know changing bringing more guys together and uh, just trying to fill that role that I can and uh, you know, I came in, I was kind of a, 
struggle in the beginning for me, but it ended, you know, on the, the highest note you can possibly can. You know, yeah. scoring that big goal against Dallas and then going on winning the Stanley Cup since, you know, last, they haven't won in 52 years, first time ever. So, I mean, it's pretty remarkable for a St. Louis kid to sit there and, uh, you know, go with your dad, season ticket holder, watching it, sitting on my dad's lap as a kid in the old arena. I mean, you think back on those days, you never thought, like, I'd be hosting the Stanley Cup for the same team I grew up watching. So as a player, though, for me, it just changed for me, just trying to be more of a leader and just be there for the boys and, you know, gather them away from the rink because that's the most important thing. Yes. You feel you need to get guys away from the rink and have fun and, you know, have a beer here and there. And just because if you if the player feels comfortable going to the rink every single day, they're going to perform on the ice with you. So that, I'm a firm believer in that. Is that why you think this Tampa team has done so well over the last couple of years? I mean, you guys got superstars, but it feels like you're a tight-knit group. I mean, the parade in St. Louis was epic. I mean, good oh, for yeah. you. Hey, good on you. That's where I learned about you, by the way. I was like, oh, I <laughs> fucking love this guy. Okay, <laughs> this is, I love this guy completely. But now in Tampa, the city... I don't know what it was like before you got there and before you guys were winning Stanley Cups. We were down there for like six months almost, uh, once a week, and we got to see the city, like full-on Tampa Bay Lightning City. Do you think it's because of the boys and the camaraderie and everything that you have, and is that why the city is bought in, or is that if you win Stanley Cups, the city's going to buy in anyways? What do you think? I think both. I think, to be honest with you, our owner does a really good job of a lot of community work and a lot of stuff outside of the rink. and. The players are so involved in that, too. They do a lot of charity work, and I know that's just a little bit of piece of it, but fans get attracted to that. And um, But I think winning the Stanley Cup, you know, when they won in 04, but when I got here, to answer your question before, I didn't know what kind of the fans were like, the fan base, but selling out every night, you know, it was electric around the arena. You know, our go pictures boats. are everywhere. Oh go, go boats, go boats, go boats. <laughs> so, That's all we heard. Um, it was just, and then when we won the first cup, I experienced history, you know, the first ever boat parade, and then going down that road, and then going to Raymond James, partying with the boys, and then we went again. It's just like our fan base is actually truly amazing. I Honestly, if Tom Brady didn't sign with the box, no one would care for the box. <laughs> uh, I felt like it was that way in the NFL. But as I well. can't, I can't say that because my boy uh, Blainer uh, Gabbert's the backup there. He's my boy, so I can't be saying that stuff. But I just feel like we are. I feel like we're bigger than the box. But obviously, with with um, the greatest of all time Tom coming, it's 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 more electric for both. And I think it's good for both because then you can kind of uh, we go to the games. These guys come to our game, so we got to like that cool little vibe going where we both kind of built hey, the city around that. And you guys got a lot of OGs both there, right? Like very established on both. Yeah, teams. we do. You yeah, know what I mean? Like Kucherov, Vassy, Stammer, Hetty. Hey. So I mean, they got Brady, Gronk. obviously Gronk. I mean, you can go down the list. You know, Evans. Godwin, Blaney, so pretty cool. Blaney, bunch of old fucking guys down there having. Blaney's a beauty, though. Yeah, he, is. <laughs> yeah, he, is, he is an absolute beauty. <laughs> hey, hey, the hockey. You talked about having a couple uh, drinks with the boys outside of the rink. Every time I've ever ended up at a hockey house in any campus, okay, it's always been a problem. The next day has always 
been terrible. It feels like that is just a part of the culture of hockey, though. Every other sport is changing generationally. The younger generations aren't like the old guys at all. Is hockey well, experiencing the same thing? It, because it feels like hockey's its own world almost. Yeah, it is. I feel like, yeah, it's funny that you say that. Like, <laughs> it feels like when we talk to football players or we talk to baseball players, we're like, geez, this is what you guys do? Yes. <laughs> you guys, do you guys hang out with each other? We don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's it was it's changing in hockey too. Like a lot of video games, a lot yes. of like. Hey, I feel like you need. Hey, listen, I'm gonna sound like such an asshole here, and like scientists and nutritionists are gonna be so upset about this and all that. I feel like. The best teams I've ever witnessed have come together around a keg, okay? Not kale, all right? You go out to a bar, and maybe not everybody's drinking beer, but, like, that is really how you learn about people. I'm not saying you got to get completely fucked up, but I feel like that is a missing piece that you just mentioned about St. Louis, about Tampa, about bringing the team together and camaraderie. I feel like we're getting in a kind of an isolated generation, and this is no offense, and I know people have camaraderie in different fashions, but in I think in the NFL it's become difficult for that to continue because of the guys that travel play video games a lot of headphones on a lot of times it's like man i feel I, that can't happen right patty that can't happen in sports i don't think no you it certainly can't and you know as veterans i think the biggest thing for me you need to build your team around veteran players and they can help the young kids away from the rink if they need help with anything not only just bringing them together but making sure they feel comfortable because if you're just going home and playing video games and then waking up and then coming to practice and then leaving, going back to play video games and then coming back, it's just like there's got to be more like you're just basically showing up. Like that's yeah. that's that's not okay. Like, you know, I grew up when I first came into the league, if I didn't go for a beer after practice, I was getting, you know, I was getting crucified. So <laughs> I just learned that way. It was just like, let's go have a beer. So and. I'm not saying we do that all the time. We don't. But I'm just saying, as a young kid, if a veteran came up to you and said that, you you know, you have to go. So I think I've learned that uh, through my, you know, American League career and NHL career, just trying to help those younger guys feel comfortable and, you know, breaking their shell a little bit, just not going home to play video games, you know, learning about each other. And, and then they can pass that on to the next generation. So I think that's a huge impact on the game. But I mean, football. There's so many goddamn players. I mean, right. do you guys do you guys even hang out with each yes, other? Like the I, whole line I, hangs out with each other. Does a yes. I used to bounce around group to group. I heard you take a shot. Well, group. yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I heard <laughs> you, you, you took You're a, like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just bounce around everywhere. I'm yeah. just hanging out. You know. Yeah. Hey, you guys need? Are you guys drinking? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I can. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to fit in. Yeah. You guys can do whatever you want to do. We'll have a good time. But honestly, you took a shot at NFL culture earlier, and I think I was a part of a lot of good rooms with a lot of good vets. And when you talked about have building your team around veterans, I can show the young guys like the Colts teams I was on that were the best were that way. And it's kind of we're seeing a shift in the NFL now where some teams are veteran led and some teams are like hey, we're just going to go through the draft. And it seems like the veteran teams are going to win every single fucking time. It's kind of nice to hear that the NHL is the same way. Speaking of the NHL, ESPN and Turner deals uh, as opposed to NBC Sports. Have you felt any effect on this? Does this change your life at all? Do you like it for the league? Obviously, people are getting a lot more access to a great fucking sport. Yeah, I think it's huge. We needed that. You know, NBC did a good job, but 
you know, it was for us. It was kind of embarrassing when you turn on Sports Center and you can't, all you see is football and NBA and baseball and hockey's not even mentioned. And you know, you got people on there chirping hockey, and and it's just kind of like a slap in the face to us because like people should know our stars in the game because right now we're seeing a player of named Connor McDavid. He'll probably go down as one of the greatest players of all time, and you know I, you know Wayne obviously did his thing, but what you're seeing right now in the playoffs is truly remarkable, and the fact that he's not up there with LeBron James or you know Tom Brady. I mean, his points per game in the playoffs, he's breaking records, and they're still not talking about it. And it's just crazy to me that. You're seeing a kid that's still only 23, 24 years old making this game look so easy. And unfortunately, it took us years to get to where we are to get on ESPN. And I think TNT is doing an excellent job with Biz and Gretz and all those guys, Liam and Anson and, you know, yeah, Rick you had, Hockett, Hey, if you would have left somebody off, if you would have left somebody off, they would have been pissed. Go ahead. You did great <laughs> there. I thought that was smart. Was, yeah. yeah, so yeah. they're 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 all good dudes. I think you know our ratings have been through the roof from what I've been seeing lately. So that's that's good news for us. And I think we just got to keep building this game because we have you know like a Kucherov, you know Stammers, the Headies, the McDavid's, the Drysaddles, Crosby's. Crosby's. I Thank mean, yeah. you know, and you have to put these guys on TV because if you don't, then you're just people are just missing out and that's unfortunate because we're seeing a star born in our this generation that a lot of people can't do and he's doing it like freely like it just looks like an easy game he's playing with kids out there and it's as a mcdavid and it's just unbelievable to watch and no one's even talking about it like on a sports talk show or We've got to talk do, about Steve, it. We did. We have, I, they have. Hey, we've got to talk about it more, too. We've been talking about McJesus, and I was. this is, I'm happy to hear this from a guy who should also be in a conversation. Yeah. Back yeah. to back to back. Stand the yeah. champions. Uh, there's something about playoff hockey. It's different than regular season hockey, obviously. It's faster. It's on primetime t- television, it feels like. And it's where stars are born. McJesus hadn't had a good run in playoffs, right, until this year. What do you think it is that has taken him to the next level? Is it just experience? Is it the team around him what do you think it is that has really gotten him out there and obviously you can't watch film on every other team but in your thoughts what does it take to take that next step in the playoffs is it just a different sport yeah i mean for him i think he was young too he came into the league edmonton wasn't too good and then when we when i was there we had we made to the second round we were still a very young team and i think he's just he's maturing his body he's maturing as a leader um but a when you when you strap on the skates in the playoffs, like you said, it's just a different animal. I think it's with any sport. Like you go through the regular season, it's a it's a fucking grind. You're playing 82 games, and you know it's like the dog days. Every time you're like, okay, is the season ending yet? There's 14 <laughs> games left still. Um, but when you get into the playoffs, it's. I mean, this is where, like you said, stars are born. This is like where you want to grab the moments, steal, and it's people that you you know like a McDavid that is doing it or someone that's just randomly on the fourth line or third line that you know is the young son hero throughout the playoffs and scores big time goals and that's how you make your mark and unfortunately that's how you make your money you want to be that big time player and and you got you got to cherish these moments I mean it's unbelievable why wouldn't you want to do that I mean it's just enjoy embrace it enjoy it and 
fucking go out there and have fun, man. Hey, and like, go win a championship, huh? Let's yeah. have a fucking boat parade. Here we fucking go. Here we go, boys, huh? Let's fucking go, huh? The old Let's Canadian talk here, boys. Hey, <laughs> do you drift in and out of that? I assume you do because of how many Canadians are around on a day-to-day basis or no? Yeah, I say a lot. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the diversity in the NHL is interesting because you guys got like the Eastern Europe, right? And then... Uh, oh, yeah, we uh, got it all. Yeah, how everybody speaks English to each other, or are you just left out of some fucking conversations as a stooge from St. Louis? Oh yeah, we're left out of a lot of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> the Russians will be sitting there in the training room, and they're just spitting, so you don't even know if they're chirping you or not. But it's hilarious. <laughs> we have great, we have great Europeans. All of our, all of our Euro, Euro guys are unbelievable. We have a, honestly, we have a great crew of guys, and it's a good mixture. You guys were cheating with the salary cap last year? Is that what I was hearing? Is that what they were doing? Yeah. You guys were cheating? Are you guys doing that again? Is that just what you guys do all the time? Uh, I don't think that was cheating. I think he was just hurt. (laughs) Okay. Hey, listen. (laughs) I'm just telling you what other people were saying. You know, other people were saying. You have time for a couple more questions, Patty? Yeah, I'm I'm here all day. You're the man. Go ahead, Ty. Patty, you're obviously a very likable guy, but, like, with what you have to do when you're pummeling people and beating the shit out of people out there, like, is it common for you to, like, have a lot of bad blood around the league or not really? Like, do people just understand that that's part of the gig and you are such an affable guy and, and a veteran off the ice or like do you have guys out there who you generally like genuinely fucking hate their guts yeah i think a lot of people hate me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah you know there's there's not a lot of, i mean i guess hate's a strong word there's not a lot of guys marshawn drives me fucking nuts <laughs> um, yeah He's licking faces. Isn't there like a line in that whole thing? Or is it just a, if you're a pest, you're a pest. That's like good for your team. He's good at it. Like he's the best at it in the game. And I give him credit. And, he, and he's one of the best players in the league too doing it. So he drives me a bit off the wall. But it's my job to kind of like go around and be a pest, chirp guys. You know, just be exhausting because – it is exhausting when you got someone chirping your bench the whole game or you're in someone's ear the whole game. It's exhausting. It's actually annoying as Real hell. tough guy, huh? When the ref comes in, huh? Drop the fucking gloves. So, All but day. I don't really hate anyone. Me and Marshy go at it a lot. We have like a love-hate relationship. So um, there's a couple other guys. Um, but when push comes to shove, you know, I'm just a hated guy, I feel like. Hey, you always and do smelling salts before. By you- not only by not only by a lot of fans too. Like no, fans hate me. Like <laughs> on different teams. Like yeah, well, I saw a- Nick. What was that video you were telling me about where he walked up to a kid, asked the kid if he wanted a puck. Kid said yeah, and they just dropped the puck and skated away. Yeah, I right, fuck that kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the hell with that kid. I don't know why they hate you. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why they would hate you. I probably. Make- I think because I'm always smiling out there. I'm always just having fun. I think it probably just irritates the hell out of them. Yeah. Hey, when you fight, do you are you uh, do you train boxing or anything like that, or is it just natural instinct from all the years of hockey fighting? No, I. So do you, a guy named Cam Jansen played in the league. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah. From, for a long time, Johnson. And when I first came in the league, he's like, "Hey, you're gonna have to learn how to fight. You have to come boxing with me." So I I train the summer. I go boxing at this Finney's gym and it's helped out a lot it's but when you're when you're 34 like myself now you just you try to uh, just do do the best you can and just because some kids that want to come up you're just like bait for them like let's go 
like I need it. I need it right now. Like I need to make a name. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, can we just play with the puck just a little bit today? <laughs> <laughs> can we play some hockey before we can just we get- play a little bit of hockey? But yeah, I do boxing in the summer, which is good for me because I learn. I learn how to protect myself. I learn, you know, when to control my breathing and stuff like that. He teaches me a lot of good stuff. If the fight's going longer, um, so I mean, it's. For me, it's all tie up and like making sure I'm put in good situations, not put myself in bad situations. So, because there's some, I mean, there's some tough customers out there that will just yeah, you're one of them. Heavy lefts, heavy rights, and they just go and go and go. Yeah, you're one of them though. People are people are staying up the night before they're playing against you, thinking about making a name for themselves and on the good side as opposed to the bad side, like quickly onto the internet immediately. Dummy, look at this muppet. This all, I mean, that's a whole thing. Hey, we got to go. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. You were the best. I hope we can get you back on the show after you become a four-time Stanley Cup champion. Hey, I would love that, boys. I follow you guys. Love the show. I pay attention to it. So thanks for having me on. It's been hey, a lot. We appreciate you. Go Boats! Go, Go boats. Yeah. boats! Big rig, Pat. Go Boats! Go Boats! Yeah! Now is a man who's college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, and a soccer expert. Ladies and gentlemen, COVID survivor, AJ Hawk. Yeah! yeah. How you doing, dude? Good. It reminded me, you saying this is Goomp's weekend, like things have to go this way. It reminded me, like, Coach K. It was like, oh, the storybook year, oh, they're going to no, win it no. all, right? Oh, oh no. no. Liverpool loses. Oh, no. Withdrawal happens. Oh. Deportion takes place. Oh, no, no, no. Kill I'm gets hurt. Maybe his bets don't pay off for people. But maybe I don't know what something he marries a, a a U.S. girl here this weekend and boom he's here. Well, that wouldn't be like Coach oh, K at all. Shit, then that's not what yeah. you said. Yeah. Coach that's K- what I'm saying though. As far as the bet, as far as the bet goes, maybe that'll be like a Coach K situation. Okay. And Goop takes that and uses it for inspiration. And he goes and he finds a lady and he marries her. That's hey, Smart. he's been down there at Tin Roof. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Coach, yeah. the Coach K did get a, bu- a puppy after he retired. So yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if the the puppy will make Gumpy be able to become an American citizen more, but yeah. is, uh, is the lawyers UNC? The first lawyers? Whoa. No, they're actually somebody told me to not hire. Uh, uh, don't somebody it was a pretty good tweet actually I appreciate it they were looking out for Gump you got Gump one of those Indiana lawyers <laughs> <laughs> you need to get Gump he's like no this one New York City actually we're getting completely which by the way the original immigration right was that area Ellis mm-hmm. Island yeah way back in yeah. the day mm-hmm. yeah it was I don't know if it was original I guess the rock Big one. Well, Plymouth, Plymouth Rock was yeah. probably the original that was a, I mean that was kind of illegal or immigration the, honestly when you think about it well, I mean, if we're going to go Plus back not. all the way back, yeah. whose rules? Wampanoags yeah. in Plymouth. But there we go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So illegal in their rules for sure. Yeah, definitely. Dude, Gump just like enlist in the army and then we just kind of <laughs> call it. I don't, I, don't know. Know. I don't know if he's able to. Anyways, <laughs> hey, work. we appreciate you, Gump. Love you, Gump. Okay, there's some breaking news in the NFL, AJ Hawk, and I can't wait for you and me to dive into media. Oh player relationships in the third hour we have a full series to break down of events that have transpired in the san francisco area between a member of a media credentialed member of the press for the san francisco 49ers and uh all of the players for the 49ers so i can't wait for you and me to break that down but there is some breaking news in the nfl steve smith senior is coaching for the new york giants really steve he actually, actually, in his announcement on Twitter, he said, fuck off, Rappaport. Whoa. <laughs> fuck off. 
Schefter, in other words, not in those exact words, no. but he did say that. I'm breaking the news myself. He had a New York Giants uh, uh, like jacket on, a flat bill, maybe a New York Giants flat bill, and he was on the practice field. Don't know if he's trolling. Don't know if it's real. Uh, congrats to Dayball. It, oh, it's a troll. Ari Miroff already said that, right? What, it's a troll? I think Ari Miroff, I think I said that. Yeah, where he said he's just messing with us, really. Oh, my God. Steve. Steve, Steve just there. having some fun. Steve. Classic May 26. Uh, bro, I have a fucking 23-minute convo with Patty Maroon. Okay, I don't have time to keep up with all the updates, Steve. Jesus. Steve, I was so pumped. Yeah. Damn it. Would have been awesome. <laughs> no, we didn't want to lose him. What, on the media? You're right. Yeah, you're, right. The media. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you, Steve. He's Thank you, the, Steve. For not He's one of the real ones. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for not... I mean, Baker Mayfield does not feel this oh, way. Oh, no. Baker Mayfield was super pumped that he was going to coach <laughs> for the Giants, amongst other players, I would assume, that Steve Smith Sr. has thought could play better than they are playing at the time that they are playing. But I guess you're right. I'm pumped Steve Smith Sr. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome back. All right. Well, fuck it. We got time. <laughs> Welcome back. Seven minutes. Is, is that enough time to break down that? No, let's go to the phones. I also have uh, Brady. The math. Oh, yeah, 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 because he's directly tied to this. Hey, oh, he drained that shot, too. I saw that. Are, are we talking about that? The drone uh, footage was it's amazing. Yeah. Created a par three in the middle of a fairway as well. Mm -hmm. I like that he has a golf yep. course that says, yes, we'll set up to be the exact course that you will be playing on. Even if we need to use the middle of a fairway to be a par three, put a tee box there, we will do such a thing. Tom Brady looking fantastic in that Brady gear. Oh, yeah. my Clean. God. That Brady golf gear. I believe they're having a sale currently. I saw him tweet that for the first time. Whoa. There's a sale on the Brady gear right now. Yeah. His swing, though, you know, in that drone shot, slow motion, turns that thing over, ball first, ground. Yeah. skip that ball flight looked beautiful and then it had a little bit too much speed i think it would have ran off the back of the green if it wasn't perfectly you know online, online. Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah hole in one tom brady's ready to go but that's not what i want to talk about what i want to talk about is the actual roasting that takes place uh whenever these match things happen last year they obviously when aaron was playing against tom and he was with d chambeau and phil was there i believe and they put him in a, a little four box they were trying to get people to talk shit to each yeah. other mm -hmm. they were trying to get each other to talk shit they think that's a big part of it because everybody has said hey if these golfers are going to play against each other we want to hear them unfiltered we want to hear them actually talking like they would talk as opposed to the mic'd up bullshit that we normally get so now it's become almost like a roast and people like are expecting hey this is the deal this is how this whole thing goes Greg Allman did an article. Aaron Rodgers called Patrick Mahomes Kermit the Frog. Oh! And Aaron no. Rodgers said, uh, we're talking about the shit talk. Will we be able to handle it? And the match has just become synonymous with an attempt at shit talk, whether it's good or bad. Both have happened. Both being, you know, interesting parts of the coverage of the match. Mm -hmm. We're from the older era, Aaron said. When I started playing, there was actual real trash talk. Oh. Guys trash talking each other. <laughs> there was a lot of good shit talking. You knew who they were around the league. Now it's more buddy-buddy, social media, following each other, memes, all this emoji shit. It's not <laughs> the same. When you talk about Kermit the Frog and Josh trying to shit talk me and Tom, a couple old grizzled vets, come on. They better have some prepared material that's written by Bill Burr and Brian Regan or some shit. Oh. They're not going to be able to hang with Tommy and I. <laughs> hey, uh, that's real, though. I feel like the shit talk back in the day was much more savage, ruthless, and had zero rules or filter. 
Yeah, I think he's also like alluding to the fact that a lot of times you hated your opponents a lot more than mm. opponents tend to hate each other now. Like oh, yeah. There's more animosity, I think, before the game and not as much buddy-buddy afterwards, probably. Yeah, everybody wants to be friends, social media, yeah. mean, all this emoji shit. Boo. All this shit, they're hashtagging. You see what I do with hashtags? I just put them up. I just yeah. put a hashtag yeah. at the end. At the end, <laughs> I mean, this is all bullshit, this era. You're wor- you, you ask me if I'm worried. That Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to get in my... Get the fuck out of here, Greg Allman. The answer is no. Whatever. The answer is no. And Tom would say the same thing. There was more quotes from this article, though. It got a little personal. Josh Allen says, you know, once Tom's script from his team runs out of jokes, I don't think he's going to be able to really think on his feet like that, Allen said. I've got a lot of practice in wit and off-the-cuff stuff. I think Aaron's a little bit better in that aspect. Tom's going to have his little note card out there, and he's going to run out awesome. eventually. I don't think he's going to know what to do. Fucking <laughs> okay. Josh Allen yeah. the hammer. Oh, I'm excited down. about this thing, man. Yes, me too. I love this. Josh Allen, oh, man. beloved hey, by his teammates. I assume he's a shit talker. Yeah. And the fact that he's doing, like, he already has this stuff, like, he gets it. I'm excited. I think Josh Allen, I think they're playing, what, 12 holes, I believe? I'm not sure. I don't know what the rules are. Will they be scrambling? Will it be alternating shot? Will it be everybody's best shot, best score? Not 100 I think it's sure. 12 holes. I know it's not 18. I think it's like 12. But Smart. Josh Allen and Aaron are going to have some great back and forth. From what I see from Josh Allen and what I've heard from people that play with him and how awesome he is, like he seems to to enjoy it. So I just I would I would implore Josh Allen to really really explore the space. Just go <laughs> whatever you need to do because I promise you, Aaron will be game and he will be up for it. And he will always try to to come up with something more ruthless. So you could create some great TV here, guys. <laughs> yeah. I implore you <laughs> to explore the space. See how far you could really take this, Josh. Come prepared is what you just said. Josh was talking about Tom coming prepared with a note card of lines. Tom answered that as well. He said, I can neither confirm nor deny anything along those lines, Brady said. I will come prepared like I... Always do to oh. everything. Oh. Golf shit talk is a little different than pro football shit talk. Usually pro football shit talk, you have to back that up. Josh really hasn't backed wow. much up on the football field in his career. And <laughs> let's be honest, especially playing against me. Patrick, although he's played a lot of great games, he didn't really win the important ones. <laughs> he's won a few of the other ones, but not really important ones. I've been doing this too long. Too uh, what's this about? damn Long. Wow. This is via Greg Allman from Tom Brady this taking shots wild. at Josh and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion, yep. has lost some very important games in Tom Brady's eyes, and he just can't handle it. These boys are attacking each other. The four men at the top of the football mountain are going at each other right now, AJ, and we're all watching along. I can't wait. I am ready. June 1st. What is that? Is that Tuesday? Yes. Yeah. Is that, it's a nighttime thing, too, I believe. Is this what we'll East, be able to watch? Eastern. Mm-hmm. Might be Wednesday. I thought it was actually. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, probably Wednesday. Wednesday. No, it's probably Thursday. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Thursday, the <laughs> final start. Wednesday, we have uh, we have a guest about this, don't we? Really? It's day of? Is that, when, When's June 1st? Wednesday. 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 Okay, it's Wednesday. So Wednesday, we have, <laughs> we have a guest talking about this day of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that just got even better. Yeah. Okay. Look at us. Makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, it's good Wednesday. It's going to be a good Wednesday. Huh? Who's, who's coming on Wednesday? J.J. Watt. What? what? Oh, is he part of the, the match? Oh, yeah. Watt Wednesday? Why? Why? Wednesday. What? 
Let's go. Wide. Wide. Wednesday. <laughs> Talking about the matchy. Big yes. Wednesday. On Wednesday, June 1 ski. Hell TJ yeah. Or the other one? JJ. Uh, what? Uh, yes. He will be on, not TJ. Wide. Wednesday. <laughs> I was... My head was already at yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, you know, to watch. Yeah, just, just get in there. You know, really explore the space. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, will. Yeah, just get <laughs> Is JT on the call again? Justin Wednesday? Timberlake? No, Thomas. Justin Timberlake just sold his entire... I hope so. Justin Timberlake just sold his entire song catalog that does not include his future songs for $100 million. Okay. Uh, JT. Jesus. Con- Conan O'Brien just got $150 million for his podcast library. Wow. <laughs> Good deal. There's got to be something to that. Like, if you said a billion, I would believe it. It there has that has to be falsely reported because I'm bringing sexy bad. Yep. Maybe just yeah. that song. Was yeah. it like two to three songs <laughs> that he, he sold it to? Uh, some music collective. Yeah. It might. Legend. It might be just like live audio rights usage or something like that. $100 million seems like for Justin Timberlake. Can't wait to meet him out at Tahoe. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man from the world of the soccer. Hell yeah. He's an icon over there. Hell yeah. United States goalie who represented internationally for us long before it became a very normal and cool thing to do. Out in New Jersey, holds a World Cup record with 15 saves in one match. Every other goalie can eat shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Hyde. Yeah! 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 Let's go, Tim. What's happening? How are you? Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. How are you doing? I'm amazing. I'm better for seeing you. It's been a while. It has. It's been a long time. You were supposed to tattoo something on my finger. You didn't bring your tattoo gun. It (laughs) ended up backfiring. I mean, but here we are still chatting all these years later. There's still time to do that. I'm, I'm still here for it. Okay, that's we can still do that because you have uh, you know you don't count your tats, but your entire body almost inked up at this point, right? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's close. And is that strictly because of the soccer world? Because uh, one of our guys here, Tone Diggs, with the last World Cup, he saw everybody with sleeves, and he was like, "I'm going to get a sleeve." He got right to the end of his forearm, most of it, and didn't make it. This next World Cup will get him in there. It feels like the soccer world. Is super tatted. Is is that? A, do you guys talk about that? And why is that? You think? I don't know if we talk about it. It's just, you know, it's just the cool kid. You go in the locker room and all the cool kids have tattoos, so you just try and keep up with it. Trendsetters, I suppose. When you went overseas to play, uh, it wasn't normal for United States players to go over there. You were our fucking guy, Tim. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got the fucking guy. Yeah. Going over there. Soccer's becoming a big thing. I grew up playing soccer. So I was a big fan of it, especially with you in Region 1, New Jersey. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Uh, And it became quite an experience. And obviously your life now, you get a chance to chat about and everybody knows you. But it feels like soccer is taking off a lot more than it was in the past. Is this always been a vision? And do you feel that in the soccer world? Um, No, it's certainly, you know, this generation over the last probably 10 years, uh, it's 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 gotten mainstream. You know, I, I felt there was there was a couple of players before me, but certainly I was a part of uh, some guys that went over there and, and helped to to carry that mantle. But listen, it's mega popular, man. You know, all, you have friends all over sports. What I have, I have friends who are who you know in their off season from the NBA, they go over to Paris or they go over to Barcelona. You know, to to trade jerseys with someone or go to London. You have you have professional players investing in in Premier League teams so like it's really really popular now what's it like when you first go over there and you first start playing for Americans is it a wake-up call like do they take things more serious is it more physical like what's the difference yeah it's a huge difference it's a great question it's like 
one, you're American, so you don't belong. So you're automatically behind the eight ball. And, and you know, you, you talk about... Is that proof. teammates or media? Teammates, media, and fans are in... in and you uh, call it a different sport. You call it a different name, too. Yeah. Uh, well, fans and media, but, but certainly teammates, you'll get tested until you prove yourself. But again, you know, you know as a teammate, if someone's in a locker room next to you and they can help you win, that's all, that's all you care about. So you earn that respect, you know, fairly quickly. But the rest of it, man, it's... It's tough. You got to keep. It's it's. You got to do it year after year after year. If you're if you're you know a European player and you're from Germany or something, you're gonna get you're gonna get the benefit of the doubt. One good season, everyone's gonna crown you as king. But American, you got to keep proving it. Now their entire lives are basically spent at clubs, like from a child. Um, it's almost like a you're going to boot camp to become a professional soccer player for our club ever since you're a kid. Like school is also something that's happening. Did you experience that? Did you think like uh, America will never do this. Did you think, like, for America to catch up, we have to have our get, get our guys in, like Gio Reyna and Pulisic, get our guys into these camps? Because it feels like we're way behind in the way they treat soccer yeah. versus the way we do. Yeah, systematically, Pat, it's, it's just completely different systematically. Like, there, there is no other sport, you understand? So you go you go to these <laughs> countries, and it just isn't. You know, like in England, there's cricket and there's rugby, and a couple people play cricket, a couple people play rugby, but everybody plays soccer. And so... You know, all of us played different sports growing up, right? So uh, you can imagine it doesn't really work in the American system. Like if you put me in an academy at 10 years old in New Jersey, I'd be like, no, no, no I want to play basketball. Baseball's in the spring. Like I would, I would have fought back against that. Where these kids in England and Europe, they're like, yeah, if soccer's everything. 10 years old, that's all they want to do. So it's a different system. It's hard to replicate because again, there's no other, there's no other sports. You can't say this, but I can. We're about to win. The soccer Lombardi in Qatar. Yep. What? And then we're going to win it again when it comes over Back to home. North America. That's right. Oh, yeah. Hey, this team has a shot, right? Am I, am I completely delusional in thinking this? <laughs> I feel like we have the talent and the vibe in the culture to maybe make a run. And why am I completely wrong? And why does every single European fan of this show tweet me and tell me I'm the dumbest human of all time every time I say it? I feel like this team's different. Do you believe that? Well, you're slightly delusional, but not for that opinion. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I, listen, it, it's it's so hard. This team, do I think this team is talented? Yeah. Do I think they're young and they're and they're brash and they're hungry? Yeah, I, I do. I think they have the ability to be one of the best teams if they fulfill the potential. But man, World Cup's hard. It's hard. Like getting out of the group is hard, let alone winning another three, four games. It's it's uh It'll be tough for this team. Yeah, but we've had the greatest goalie that's ever played in the World Cup yeah, in the United yeah. States. We already got that record. 15 yeah. saves, one game. Belgique, how could you ever forget it? You're on fire. You're standing on your goddamn head out there, Tim. How come these boys can't do it? Let's assume they will. Let's go win this thing, yeah. Tim. What do we say? Let's go win this thing in Qatar. Go, boys. Why not? All right, uh, let's talk about this weekend. Championship of the Champions League. Liverpool goes to win their third trophy, hopefully on Saturday, after Aston Villa shits down her leg come on Villa and Liverpool can't win four of them with Man City scoring three goals in like five minutes um European soccer and you talked about all the other athletes that are getting in there I feel like America with the deal that they have Saturday mornings you wake up you watch this you get invested is there a trophy to be won every single weekend in how many of these like like this one this weekend matters right this one is the big one the granddaddy 700 million people will be watching this one yeah it's you know the champions league final is like 
obviously the Premier League is you know is everything to these players, and you and you know you go thirty eight games, and if you're the best, then then you're crown champion. You know the Champions League is the best in Europe, and it is so much prestige behind the trophy. So yeah, if Liverpool can win this and be crowned you know kings of Europe again, it's it's monumental for them. When are the Portland Timbers going to get invited to the Champions League? Yes. When is when is the MLS going to get invited into the Champions League? Is there ever going to be a day where that's going to happen, Tim, or, or probably not? Uh, probably never, unless they no. somehow move to Europe. But doubt <laughs> Well, how about the Euros? There's another thing. The Euros yeah. that took place, uh-huh. the Europes, like we were the CONCACAF champions. Did they not want to go title for title because we won the CONCACAFA and they won the Euros? How come we don't get invited to any of these things? Yeah, it's there's it's this regional geographic thing going on, but <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. It is. We can petition FIFA. I'm sure there's a way. Hey, sure is Messi going to come to the MLS? And if Messi comes and other guys come, is the MLS potentially ever going to be like a legit soccer league in the world? Especially if we're sh- having good showings at the World Cup and everything like that. And does it have to become a good league for America to get the respect you think worldwide? Yeah, look, I, I, the MLS is, has grown leaps and bounds. And I'll tell you what, it, it is a very, very much a top league. But what I would say is we've seen a lot, to answer your messy question, we've seen a lot of international superstars come to America. Um, he's going to come. That's, you know, the, yes. the, the, the seem to be true. But I, I, honestly, I'll tell you this, Pat. From Barcelona it, to Miami. It, it, it will be like nothing we've ever seen. This guy, I swear to you. He's a god. I've, I've witnessed it. I've played against him. I've seen people. They, I mean, he walks on water. The, the fanfare that's going to surround, if he goes to Miami, it'll be like since Pele. It's cra- honestly, it's crazy if that happens. So when you're watching him, it's just like, oh, that guy's different. You said walking on water. The ball's just on a string. It's easy. And can he bend the ball? Do he embarrass you? Have you been embarrassed by Methy? No, we played twice. And I, I don't think he scored, but uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's 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 a joke. I mean, he's he's the greatest. Him and Ronaldo for me are the greatest players of all time. And it, yeah, it's on a string. You can't get away from. Him. We had his game plan. It was great. It was like remember when and Super Mario Brothers when he got the star and he bolted up and he was rainbow. He could run through everything. Yes. But we had his game plan when we played Messi and we worked all week and how we're gonna get him two players around him. As soon as the whistle blew. Nobody could touch him. Everybody wanted to stay away from him because he's that he's that special. Yeah, he's the blue shell in yeah. that entire he is, mm-hmm. he is the blue uh-huh. shell in that entire thing. He's kind of disappeared since going to PFG oh, after really? leaving Barcelona. Yeah. But Methy in Miami would be fucking electrifying. Yeah. It would be. Make it happen. Let's go, Bex. Fucking get the deal done. What are you saying? Let's go. Get the whole thing done. Were you ever offered a team to play for? Uh, not an entire team. You know, they just kind of brought me in, but we had some good times in Colorado. Did you love it? Was it, how big of a difference was it mentally preparing for the games? Like whenever you're over there for Everton or Man U or whoever, and you're in those games preparing, is it the same preparation when you're going in the MLS? Do you feel like you're more of a leader now, more of a star in the MLS? Because is it, is it different for you at all coming back and playing? Yeah, it was, it was all those things. I felt, you know, again, more, more of a leader, more of a cornerstone of a franchise, um, but my preparation was the same. I think when you do it for 20 years, it's impossible to prepare any different. You know what I mean? Who's the best you ever faced shot? Thierry Henry. Ooh. Henry. Really? How come? Why? What does he do? Well, he does everything. You know, and that's, <laughs> that, that was the hard part. There's certain players you can kind of pin down and get like a bit of a rhythm on how to, how to do things. He was magical, man. He well, could. He could oh, may it embarrass you. 
Did anybody like the ball come off their foot differently than other people, like incredibly strong legs or anything like that? Whenever you would see it, and oh yeah. shit, I did not expect that. Yeah, but the hardest shot was uh, DDA Drugba. You know, he played for Chelsea, I and mean, he just, he was an animal, man. Left foot, right foot, you just hit the leather off the ball. So you're just trying to get out of the way, but like if it goes in, you're like not that terribly upset because it didn't hit you. So yeah. <laughs> Scared to death of a guy kicking a ball. These penalties feel like this is how every soccer game that matters ends now. Uh, yeah. Did you consider yourself a great penalty goalie, a good penalty goalie, and what's the strategy there? I wasn't bad. Yeah, I wasn't bad. I enjoyed when I went to penalties because it's like you get to be the hero, and if it, if it doesn't go your way, it's not as if it's your fault, you know? So I think that, that goalkeepers, as you know, don't get much you know, much clout. So that's kind of that was kind of our, our time to shine. But, yeah, I agree with you. Most of these big games – they start to go to penalties towards the end, for sure. Well, you know, in football, in uh, big games, you got to be able to run the ball and stop the run. In these big games, uh-huh. you got to have a fucking goal you can stop a penalty. That's right. right. need at least one stop out mm-hmm. of the five. You need it. one, right? Is that the goal? That's it. At least one. I'll always get one. Is that true? If we go back, are you fucking Tim Howard's always going to get at least one out of them? For the most part. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Tone. Uh, Tim, there's been a lot of talk about the U.S. men's national team uh, having like an A team and, and kind of like a B team and like not always in the biggest games. Does it feel like they trot out their quote-unquote best players or most talented players that are playing over in Europe and stuff like that? Is there a reason? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably accurate. The the calendar, the the – the games get there's so many games and so i think trophies the manager greg berholzer he has to kind of manage how he puts his team out and, and you know they're traveling from europe and then two days later they have a game so it's you know physiologically it's difficult so then they, then they have to travel again down to central america and play a game and so um you know by the time the quick turnaround happens it's it's so hard these guys run high intensity 13k a game and then you're asking, you know, with the flights and then to try and recover. So even though the, you might be the best player, it might not be conducive to them play on a Saturday and then a Tuesday again because they just don't have it. Tim, who are some of your, your mentors? You look up to guys like, uh, you know, Tony Miola, I know was a guy that <laughs> popped into everybody's head for a while. Like Casey Miola. Keller, stud. Like, are these people your friends and your peers? Yeah. Dude, it's crazy thing. I mean, Tony Miola was everything in the early, mid-90s. And, like, I signed with the Metro Stars, who are now the Red Bulls, and I was the second goalkeeper, and Tony was a starter, and man, he, he took me under his wing, and he was brilliant to me, but like, you want to talk about looking up to somebody, and all of a sudden, like, they're your roommate on the road, it was crazy, and then, of course, when I got to the national team, Casey Keller was the number one goalkeeper, so, yeah, man, it taught me a lot, some good friends of mine. Yeah, the mindset of goalies is interesting, right? You guys get compared to other sports, like uh, pitchers, golfers, I think, like, you're kind of an isolated position that do something vastly different than the rest yeah. of the sport vastly different than the rest of the sport that goalkeeper room probably a pretty big deal for the goalkeeper that's a starter yeah and, and i tell you what people often talk about they, they, they lie and they're, and they're full of shit because you know when you're a second goalkeeper in order to play you got two options you you hope that the other guy messes up or he gets injured never ever ever want to wish injury on anybody so that leaves one option so when I was a second goalkeeper, I always hoped the guy screwed up, you know, like because there's no other way for me to play. Um, but you know, you'll hear a lot of people say like, uh, "There's a togetherness and all that," but it's a little crap. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Gumpy. Yeah, Tim, with uh, Man City getting Holland, is anybody going to be able to touch this team next season? Man, it's crazy. We talk about this every week. Um, it, it's crazy. 
It's going to be like it's. It, well, the only team that's going to be able to touch them is Liverpool. I mean, oh, the other yeah. the other teams so so far behind. If you look at the points total that Liverpool and Manchester City have had over the last three or four years, it's like there's like a hundred point difference from the other teams. Um, but with Holland, it's scary, man. It's scary. Like this guy scores goals for fun on a team that already scores goals for fun. Like the rich get richer, man. It is. It's it's going to be frightening. Yeah, I mean they're going to be a fucking wagon, huh? Hey boys. <laughs> Uh, maybe win the championship over <laughs> nah, there. They'll never get a Champions League. No, they might win Man Champions City's League next never year. Gonna do it. It'll they, never happen. They might. You might don't know. You don't trophies. know shit. You don't know anything. <laughs> Gump about. I'm sorry, Gump. This is <laughs> this is the wrong time to do this. But Mon City might be the team next year. Pal. You taking Liverpool or Real this weekend, Tim? Uh, I want to say Liverpool, but oh. but. They played 63 games, which you know, in that's the most games you can play. They've been to the final of four cup competitions, which means 63 is literally the max. And the way they play, high intensity, high press, high line, man, they got a lot. Of, they got a lot of miles on their legs. So, oh no, oh no, God, don't do it. Is that because you were at Everton? <laughs> no, listen, I think Liverpool have been fantastic under Klopp. So. No disrespect there. I, I mean, look, I, I, I hope they win. I do. Oh, okay. But you don't right, think they're going to, though. You, you said your heart one way, brain, though, the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, oh, no. No. Oh, no. That's bad. Not good for Gump. Good around, Gump. He's getting deported, too, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> That's his team. Liverpool's his team. And then he's also getting kicked out of the country. Fuck. Oh, hey. man. Tough day, love. Oh, Sweet no. chains, though. Sweet yeah. chains. Yeah. You do the it's all it's all happening man That's look right. at that yeah. 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 Hey, go ahead Connor yeah Tim uh, obviously we talked about Polythic and kind of the US team kind of going on this different run is this like the new standard now like are the kids that are pretty young are they also going to be like Polythic and everyone else on the team or will it kind of plateau off and go back to what it used to be uh, no, they certainly set a standard, and, and look, you have to be you have to be good enough to go over to a European club and at that age. But we're seeing it we're seeing it more often, you know, certainly over the last five or ten years. So, um, do I think the standard has been set? Yeah, I, I do. Um, but it's also a good thing because I think because of those guys, we're seeing a bunch of other young, you know, American talent get scouted and bought and brought over there, which which is just kind of how we started the discussion the respect factor for young American players is going up. So that's a good thing. When we win the soccer Lombardi in Qatar, are they just going to shit their pants the rest of the world? How mad will everybody be, Tim? Just so I know. Yeah, the, the, it, w- it would turn a sport upside down. I can assure you that, yeah. I can't. Go! Here we go. Yeah. I can't fucking win. We're going to turn the world upside down. Hell yes, yeah. Sorry about it. It's our game now. You guys had it Sorry about far it. too long. Sorry about it. Now. I wish Tim was around whenever we were doing this, Tim, but you're still covering the game. I wish you were playing for everything you've done, but sorry about it. It's our fucking game, and it's soccer. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. Speaking of Qatar, Tim, is there any way these guys can train to like acclimate their bodies to be playing in 175? degree heat and also how many of these guys are pissed off that it's in Qatar and you know they're not playing games in like Paris or you know one of these other countries uh well I think I think the uh the stadiums are air conditioned and it will be in their winter so it's still gonna be hot it's gonna be hot um yeah no look when you when you make it to a world cup when I'm telling you that now it's the pinnacle it's it's literally everything any soccer player ever dreams of so these guys even if it was played in their backyard, they wouldn't care where it is. So, uh, you know, just the fact that they'll be able to hang their head on the fact that they went to a World Cup, played in a World Cup, it's special. It doesn't matter where it is. Before we um, 
let you get out of here. And we can't thank you enough for your time. You're awesome, mm-hmm. Tim. Hey, I was a big fan, obviously, for a long time. Getting to meet you. You kind of dodged me on the tattoo thing. But, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. It's been fantastic. Back. I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. Did you ever think about kicking footballs? Obviously, you have a goal for Everton uh, in the Premier League. It's a fucking full field rifle. Had to feel so good. Had to feel so good. Coming off the foot, watching it fly. And it's like, oh, shit, that could that could potentially go in. Then it actually going in in a Premier League game. Had to be bananas. Strong leg. Ever think about kicking the ball? or And could you talk about that day a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, I'll start back to front. I, you know, you and another friend of mine, NFL kickers, and there's way too many variables. I can kick a ball 100 times. It doesn't really matter where it goes as long as I get it up and some distance on it. Everything's fine. Got it. Way too many variables for to kick a football. So, no. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I got to be honest. I, ha- I got a good leg, but there was gale force winds. <laughs> 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 and, and I've never kicked a ball that far in my life, so I don't know what happened, but uh, it goes down in history, so I'm happy with it. First attempt ever at a shot, or had you tried before? Oh no! Uh, no, that's now. Get away! Um, no, I, I couldn't. No, I, I couldn't reach. I, I never attempted a shot. I couldn't reach. Well, the hitting a the drop kick there became the thing for goalies, and then there was yeah. like the side winding punt that became yeah. the thing. Did you bounce through all those, or did you always have a specific motion that you've had since you were a kid? Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I've adapted a little bit, but more. I got more towards that side winding motion as I got later in my career. Yeah. Why? Because it chopped the ball. Did you have more accuracy, or you felt like it flew further? Uh, everything. It, it, you you got more distance and accuracy in the distance. So um, yeah, there was just it just it helped spring the attacks. And as you know, goalkeepers now they're asked to help you know in terms of playing out of your back and, and attacking. So how's your legs now after having to just bomb balls? Gone. Gone. Terrible. <laughs> Knees bad? Hips. Oh, Hip. yeah, that's because you're fucking doing this side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're asking for it. I, I think. can't get my leg up that high anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're the man. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, good luck to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, guys, good luck to Liverpool this weekend. Can't wait to get in the World Cup stuff. And thank you for stopping by and being for an absolute legend. Pat, thank you. Thank you, guys. Great to see you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you got a busted. Hey, what happened at Pinky? Broken. It's all happening. I thought you had those finger savers. Didn't you guys have those finger savers? (laughs) Nah, bro. It's broken. Cracked. Oh, nah, yeah. That's because Didier Drogba, dude. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Howard. Appreciate it. Because we got Frank right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like Al Bundy. Eh? Hey, that dude, I'm sure Frank knows. Frank, may I, I saw Frank's clip. I saw some of the game. I know the abs lost in overtime, which is a heartbreaker. Oh. That dude, that dude McKinnon going coast to coast, oh. somehow scoring. Are you serious? That was disgusting. Absolute stud. That was in overtime? That was to put to go up 4 3. Yeah, to go up. Two minutes. Would have been the game winner. He's but. got the slickest mitts on the ice. Not more than McDavid. No. We actually just heard that, but I understand McKinnon, the, a couple Irishmen. That's right. Really taking over fucking hockey there. That's a shame for hockey talk, yeah, Nick. It's our game. A uh, couple really electrifying goals as of late. Somebody scored from what three quarters ice? Yeah, to, Calgary to, to tie it or to send it to, to overtime it. in a Stanley Cup playoff game. Mm-hmm. Somebody shoots at three quarters of the ice. Top Ched over the yeah. shoulder of the goalie. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the goalie did afterwards to tie it. That was insane. And then that team would go on to win. So the goalie's obviously very thankful. And let's move on. Let's not talk about it. That happens. Then somebody goes coast to coast. Mick David had this one. He 
he quadruple deked everybody on the team, and then the goalie got it as well. I yeah. think that's why Patty Maroon wants to talk to him. Hockey's having a pretty good run right yeah. now. Yeah. Real Love good run. Hockey. Real it's a shame run. it's dead on this show. Yeah, it would have yeah. been nice. If no, we're back. Go Boats. Go Boats. Go Boats. And Avs. We, we want Boats on Avs. Boats Avs. Well, the Avs are losing, it sounds like. We're still up in the series. Yeah. I mean, can we get fucking Jackie Johnson some goddamn ice time, maybe? He has gotten some time. Well, listen, the big rig has come on here and he's wooed me over. Yeah. I am with Tampa. Go Boats. Yeah. Go Boats. Go boats. <laughs> so they've won two in a row, right? Yeah. Who? Two Tom series Tom in a row. No, it's Hey, how about this? Here's a stat that uh, I was told by Bruce Brown before yeah, coming coaches. on the show. Patty Maroon has won 14 straight playoff series. Pretty good. I want to sign this guy up. Yeah, you want this guy on your team. St. Yeah. Louis, American hockey player, fucking guy. Yes, Let's please. Bring him to Boston. Pittsburgh. No, no, no. He's with the boats for another year after this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, Boston's about to back it up for him. No, Pittsburgh's going to do it. We need Patty Maroon. And Pittsburgh. He's coming to Hockey Town. Stevie Y knows him well. He's oh, congrats on your career being over. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Okay. Have fun, man. Whenever see you play hockey again, it was a lot of fun. You're electrifying. You're physical. You got the angles. You can shoot. You can go off into a wasteland that is never on TVville. Yeah, Stevie Y doesn't actually know him at all. Uh, Tampa started winning all the cups once Stevie Y left. Oh, Patty Maroon went there. Stevie Y. Nick knows that. No, Patty Maroon is the reason why they won. It sounds like. Uh-huh. He's the X Factor. You want to win a cup in the 2020 area? Fucking bring in Patty Big Rig Maroon. He's going to be on a fucking line with Stoner and McJesus next year in Vegas. So <laughs> McJesus, McJesus is coming to Pittsburgh as well. I don't know. How's Stoner doing in Vegas? Right. No, they have to bring him to uh, Pittsburgh because Malkin's coming to Boston. Don't you fucking dare. Sorry. He wouldn't. So it's happening. He, he said he hates it there. It. Yeah, he said this. Where's Sid going to play? Pittsburgh. Boston. Shut up, AJ. <laughs> Some more colors. Exactly. He's only going to play in the fucking gold and black. Hey, bro. Sidney Crosby ain't going nowhere. I don't know. You go to Vegas. You don't know. No. Yeah. What? So, Vegas. him and Stoner? Oh, Knock it off, dude. Come on. kidding me in that Stoner plays five Shut games a year. Come on. Don't get me too excited. Stoner's up. got some madness. Bombs. Let's do it. I know, right? Knock it off. Vegas can't afford the fucking fucking players they have, AJ. AJ, knock it off. Come on, dude. Uh, Fucking Oscar De La Hoya. I know. Beat that guy in pool. Who are you? (laughs) You did, and you are not a champion pool player. No. I've learned a lot about Oscar De La Hoya's billiard skills through watching you play in Brooklyn at 3 a.m. against a couple of locals. If you beat Oscar De La Hoya, that guy has a problem even picking up a goddamn stick. No, no, no. When we were playing the Big O, I was fucking locked in. I was shaping shots. I was doing the whole entire thing, okay? He beat Oscar De La Hoya in billiards at a bar in Long Island. Yep. (laughs) When? Uh, February, and he was playing with the assistant coach for the Islanders, and I'm not kidding. His name is John Gruden, and it was John Gruden and Oscar De La Hoya. Verse. Me and one of my pals, the lads. And we fucking beat their ass. (laughs) How did Oscar do? Pretty good. Not fucking good enough, huh? Connor's not a good uh, billiards player either. Not good. Like, yeah. shoot, not good. I'm a, I'm a streaky billiards player. I mean, Oscar's been, Oscar's had an interesting post-fight career. What do you yeah, mean? Well, I've learned a lot about him through Dana White's voice. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something. Dana's Dana really not a huge himself fan. when he talks about him. Connor, a lot of just real quick. Were you, <laughs> Brooklyn, that's what, love the smell of it from mm-hmm. what Dana's saying, but we don't know. We have no idea. I don't know if Connor saw him do this or not. That night I saw you playing pool. Yeah. 
Worst night you've ever played pool or? Uh, not the worst. I've definitely been worse. But like we were having fun with all the lads. We were out chilling. I mean. I just sent him a video of how good he is actually. Halfway through. Wait, No, Connor. Halfway through the game, you know, I was running outside to join the SIG crew, you know, who were hacking darts. So half my mind was out there. Half my brain was not only inside. but Is that mystical being that whooped Connor's ass in this video? Ah, dude. I'm watching this video live from this He flew away. He's in heaven again. Goddamn fucking angel that this guy This dude had was. a hard hat on in six. <laughs> yeah, he was he awesome. Missed every ball. It was not <laughs> every this ball. This is one of the most who inside Who are you with, Connor? Well, <laughs> the worst shot I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad. That was not... He hit a ball that time, dude. They got wins. It, was it really Oscar De La Hoya? That no, was yeah, a different time. Not different the time. time. This is him. <laughs> this is at that. This is like two thirty, probably three a.m. at yeah, this point. Yeah. Maybe four. Where is this? Brooklyn. It's definitely three. Fucking least. bang! One ball in there. Ball in. There. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, let's go. Dude, we fucking we're, ran the table that night. Yeah. Try to pause, oh, try to pause this thing when it turns that way. Try to pause it. When I, it I used to have a picture of that guy. Oh, there he is. There he is. That guy in the corner. See? That guy was a fucking shark. This so guy right here. He was is waiting. This a bar? Yeah, yeah, he was waiting Wait, for Connor the Jack Fox. guy, you mean? No. No. He's also Gandalf. Good. Yellow. This guy right here with the face not being able to be seen. Every photo that's taken of him, he has a blurry face because this guy is a mythical creature <laughs> at billiards. He fucking ran the table. Shot weird, too. I'm talking like. Wait, but hold on. No, hold on. Did he. Did he not sign the waiver? Why is his face blurred? Cause, that's because that's who cause, he is. Because he's he a guardian be a angel. Yeah. He's yeah. not a human not being. He just shows up blurred. this way in, in video. Bro, this guy fucking floated into the bar yeah. while <laughs> Evan and Connor were playing. And we were a little boozed up, obviously, at this what? point. 3.30. He was a... He, he floated up yeah. the stairs, mm -hmm. okay? And then he grabbed the stick. And he was like, we got next or whatever. And it was somebody else. And obviously, at this stage, we were all pretty loose chit-chatting about everything mm -hmm. and we knew the boys were dead oh, southpaw just fucking buries every shot almost couldn't miss he was a revolutionary war general like 300 years ago and he just fucking comes back and plays pool that was a terrible shot that was a bad shot he was just trying to get out of the way because that's the last ball oh yeah that was the eight ball he's there are three balls ahead of connor and foxy at yeah. this point alternating shot yeah. he was just setting that thing up they diced us but this i mean we won three before that wow. yeah we won three before that it came down to the last ball uh-huh so we had a good run we were there down to the last ball. Every, I don't remember him missing. Every game of pool could technically come down to the last ball. <laughs> yeah, he made every strike before that, though. It was insane. Yeah, but like, technically could come down to the last ball every single time, right? Yeah, because you have to drain the last ball. No, we had one ball left, too. No, yeah, it was a one ball game at the end, but also, I mean, that Even though slop, Connor's probably playing slop all over the place. What does that mean? He is playing slop. You know, slop, like when you don't call your shot. Hit it as hard no, as you we, can and three balls that, go in. That's what we were doing, actually. When uh, the the god or whoever the hell that guy's name is, <laughs> when he showed up, he was like, we're calling shots, and that's when me and Fox were like, oh, fuck, all right. He was real, though, dude. So what is going on with Oscar De La Hoya? He's bad at billiards. <laughs> completely different. Different. We're talking about this other guy. This okay, guy, I'm just saying. I'm trying to figure okay. out where Oscar plays it. Oscar probably played at this place 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m. What? 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m. You know, Ride. and that was kind of our goal. But literally, you know, the city never sleeps was passed out. Yeah, not true. <laughs> we're the only ones awake. We're the only ones walking around. So we were called Shregs if you're in Brooklyn. What's that? Shregs? Well, he had a Friday night. I mean, true. oh yeah. Probably hanging out with. Okay, here we go. There's a video from the evening of the guy calling slop on Connor. Oh, really? 
Yeah, Connor just whacks the shit out of the ball. I mean, I called that shot. Three bounces. Okay. <laughs> guy says, fuck off. <laughs> what? I called that one. Fuck off. Fuck off. No way. You are not going. Yeah, you're up. We are up. Get the fuck over there. Yes. <laughs> No way are you taking that shit. Just bully him off. Me? That's what happened. Look at you. Yeah. I think what I, the oh, fuck? No. I think I was on my phone with the wife. Didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, see, I'm when going back out to smoke a dart. Take a fucking walk. <laughs> take a fucking walk. Did, he, uh, did the guy uh, pull his pocket out and lead Connor around, make him hold on to it for a while? It sure felt like it. That's really what that guy does when he's at the boogie <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, me neither. What is what was that? Old scared old, straight back in the day. Old prison joke, yeah. Oh, you're his mm-hmm. bitch. Uh, that's what he's saying. Come on. All right, hammer. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Die. Die. He's in uh, 15 to minutes. Show how much he dominated. Yeah. But I mean, we've told the story numerous times. How confident Connor was to go over to the pool table yeah. is what the expectation level that was set. Like. Yeah. Hey, God, go play pool or whatever. I'm like, oh, must be a pool player. Here we go. Because there was a lot of people around it at the time when we went over there. There was a lot of people saying next. I mean, it was like uh, you had to go on a chalkboard, I believe, to like put your name yeah. on there. Oh, yeah. CC and EF. Like it, it was a big thing. Like wanted to get in there and battle against the locals. It's like, all right, and we get there. I mean, you were putting balls in the hole. There was a couple scratches out there where you didn't hit a single ball. There was a lot of slop that before no the God even got in there. Mm-hmm. You were just kind of walking off and bullying the locals and doing your whole thing. You got us into trouble a couple times because you were yelling at the ball, and they were talking about how we were being loud about everybody. It's like, sure. no, wow. we're talking shit to each other. We're not talking shit to you. And then actually there was a moment where we were like, I mean, we haven't even started talking yeah. shit on you guys. <laughs> honest too. Yeah, it was, it was almost one of those moments. Really brought the, I feel like it brought the team together. Yeah, it was awesome. And there's a reason there aren't a lot of people around that pool table, because me and Foxy fucking sent them packing. <laughs> and if I saw that guy over there before we walked over, I wouldn't have been as confident. Okay, as bearded guy with the blurry face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's a god. I, I don't know of what, but probably pool. You're awesome. You guys did take down the European pool shark, though. We, we yeah, did. We did. That was also the night we said good gobbler. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was also the night somebody was trying to steal our oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, our yeah, jackets. Yeah, yeah. Steal our jackets. Yeah. People just tried. My sport coat, we left it at the table before. Those damn Brits. Was, yes. These two girls that were obviously incredibly intoxicated, we watched them walk right to our table. <laughs> they grabbed our jackets, nice tried jackets. to stick them under their jackets, and then were actually walking out. Like, we thought it was like, oh, they got to be fucking with us. It was yeah. like three jackets. They got to be fucking with us. And then as they were continuing to get closer to the door, it was like, oh, no, there's only 14 people in this bar. <laughs> like, we can clearly see you stealing our shit. So we had to go up to like, hey, those are ours. Well, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Dude, my steal our jackets. Yeah, what did, that's how the night ended. Mm-hmm. That was when everybody was getting kicked out. Yep. Fucked up. Only, like, literally... 10 people probably there that weren't working there. So you, you see everything that happens, especially if people walk. We, we saw them pick up our jackets and try to stick them under their jacket. What were they going to do? Sell that jacket? What the yeah. fuck yeah. was the thought? We haven't even talked about the DJ having the worst. Like, he played one good song. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you trying to make this place worse? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying yeah. to kick us probably out of here? To go home. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it felt like. Yeah. That's what it felt like, yeah. Is this a bar, club, billiards hall? What is that? Place? Just a bar. Bar, yeah. With, bar. A, with pool one table. pool table. Yeah. I haven't played pool forever. Me neither. I was super excited to get over there. I was like, oh, Connor, because Connor, you know, DTB, he's a downtown boy. He's yeah. going out like every single night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he must be a fucking wizard around mm-hmm. there. A couple pool halls with downtown. Yeah, you're fucking. 
I run the table because I'm fucking nasty. Yeah, you are. You're a champion of billiards. Fucking billiards champion. That's a good game that you, like everybody's kind of good at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, Fun game. Mm, no. Kind of good. What? I mean, I stink. Really? Yeah. Well, you should be good, right? Good hand-eye yeah. dexterity? Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Explosive hips? We've been over this. My body has failed me. It's done. No, but that's, that's all a mindset. Yeah. Perfect for pool, though. Yeah, a lot right. of fat guys that are good at pool. See, right. a 90 year old guy beat the fuck out of Foxy and Connor. No, but my arm doesn't even go backwards anymore. What's that, Connor? What was that about? No, I'm not saying that. Oh, my God. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I'm not saying Tony's fat. <laughs> oh I'm saying you, no. don't, you don't have to be in good shape to be a good pool player. There you go. Jeez, I you didn't mean even his, think his heart is stressed. Tony, you look so good. Like Tony, you look so good. I didn't even think that was a shot at how fat you were. It wasn't. It's because it was. You're a bad guy. No, your first thought is oh, happy tie said it. That's basically what you said. That's bullshit. I never said that. Tie was what you did. He was the one alluded to it. I'm gonna believe it. That's not what he was alluding to. That's not what I was alluding to at all. Good. Don't take this shit. You do, Tony. You didn't take that personal. No. But I, I don't. I mean, I am a piece of shit. No, like, no, no, no. Hey, look what you did. This is your fault. Me, you I did this. You. Let's get out of here. This is disgusting. Tony's more positive self-talk. Yes. Come on, Tony. No, yeah. no. Hey, be careful. That's not who I am. Tony, be careful what you're telling yourself. Be. You're listening, pal. Yeah. Okay? I Tony, am you're, listening. You're a great fucking U-ball player. Remember that. Great no, U-ball I'm player. Never, I'm a no, fucking I'm great guy. definitely by far the worst in the league. No. No, that's not Tony. D1 football player. Would have been an Ivy League football long player. Time, yeah. Long time ago. Come on, Tony. Those days aren't that long ago. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Ten, like 12 years ago. Yeah. Perfect time to come back. Yeah. Lawn looks great. Yeah, lawn. Uh, lawn looks lawn great. Yard. Now that's something yeah. I am good at. See? That'll go right over to billiards with your lines. Yeah. yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Keep that thing straight. I like pool. Pool's a good game. Yeah, it's fun. Terrible to have a pool table at your house, though. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. fucking terrible. It's a waste. Hey, welcome to the house ornament that'll be with this house until this house falls down because <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's 10,000 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> I was right. forced into getting a pool table. And they tried to pitch it. They were like, we'll even leave the pool table for you. I'm like, oh, oh, very nice. You know, I was young, naive. And then I get in the house. I'm like, oh, I never use it. This room would be better suited to do something else. Can I get this out of here? We're going to need a crane. And... <laughs> It's going to take a while. To knock your wall down. Oh, motherfucker. Seriously. Yeah, it's here forever, basically. It's like, oh, I kind of got yeah. duped into this. But, you know, it is good to come around every once uh, once a year or so. You know, yeah. go to somebody else's place yeah. that has it, do your thing. Except for you, it seems like you have never played before that night in no, Brooklyn. No, I played a couple times here and there. You know, pick them up, put them down, the pool balls and peel, pool kids. Why did you say that about 10 digs, by the way? Yeah, I, what? I'm still Me? kind of flabbergasted. This motherfucker no, said it. No, no. Okay? I was one defending, don't. No. Ty's out here. No. Fucking burying him. No. It's like, geez, Louise died. You, I just want to let you know, in my head, okay, you are the bad person in this situation. Bad guy. That is bullshit. <laughs> because Ty was yes. not. Ty I was, was not. <laughs> was not taking a shot at Tony I, at all. I was not alluding to it. I didn't even think of it in my head. Whenever you were popping over there, I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with Connor?" And then all of a sudden he goes, "Oh, Tony!" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. "You're the only person that took that as a shot at Tony Dick." So you are 
obviously the one that is the bad person that took the shot to begin <laughs> that with. That is yeah. ridiculous. Bad guy. You that took a shot to that... Ty's mouth at no. Tony. Yes. That's absurd. I came to Tony's defense <laughs> he here. Did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a hero. Yeah, well, I'm the one sticking up for him. You, you made it a shot, then you defended him. What a fucking from hero. Where, yeah. That's where, bullshit. From where I'm Thank sitting, you, though. From where I'm sitting, Connor is not in the wrong here. Thank you. Whoa. Oh. This motherfucker. Who is? I'm sorry Nobody about that, Tony. I am. No, Tony. Knock it off. No. Because you're acting that way, it's Bruh. because the way Connor acted through Ty's mouth. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot, Ty. You're the one who said it, not me. <laughs> yeah, you well, said you it. I actually didn't, said I it. I didn't say much. You said it more. You put a little underline on it, and then an arrow. No, like, I put a question oh, mark. Actually, actually, this is to connect it to your, <laughs> what? your body, Tone. That's, That's all what you did. did. You, you guys fuck. are gross. I, I just had an excuse. I me. agree. Anyways, What's let's move on. on. Tomorrow will be better. And why was Oscar De La Hoya ever brought into this? <laughs> Because he was, he was at a billiards bar mm-hmm. on Long Island, alongside the Islanders' assistant coach, and Boston Connor and another lad of his, fucking wiped the table with him. Goddamn right. Congrats, Connor. Thank Hi, you, baby Connor. Thank you. Now you would think after accomplishing such a feat, you would not want to belittle and put down others for any reason at all. I never would. So maybe tomorrow we start anew with you not. Attacking Tone Diggs all the time. Yeah. Never have, never shame everybody. That's unbelievable. Never have, never will. And plus, it's feeling good Friday. I've never once been toxic on a Friday. How about it already being Friday tomorrow? That this week has flown by. It has. It's fucking June next week. How many, how many days to end football? Well, uh, <laughs> 104 in eight hours, maybe. I don't know the exact math. What a day for you, Connor. Hey, I've been hey, great day. Great day. We did some journalism today as yeah. well. I'm proud mm-hmm. of it. We'll be back tomorrow. Can't thank you all enough. Hammer down ah. in 15 minutes. Yep. YouTube.com forward slash hammer down. See you then. Bye. Oh,